Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Mentium Matters podcast, where we talk about leadership, life, and the transformative power of mentoring. I'm Megan Cummings-Kruger, and today our conversation is going to be focused on the transformational power of finding the value in painful challenges. My guest is Jennifer Meyer, who currently holds the role of Senior Director, United Health Group Center for Clinician Advancement. However, no doubt, like many of you who are listening, she's in the midst of a transformation herself. Jennifer has been with United Health Group for 12 years, uh, previously had time with both GE and Capital One. She has a Bachelor's of Science degree from St. Cloud State University and an MBA in healthcare management from Capella University. Jennifer resides in Minneapolis-St. Paul area with her husband. She's the proud parent of two daughters, and in her spare time, she climbs mountains. Jennifer first joined the Mentium community as a mentee and recently returned to mentor with us. And we're delighted to have her as a mentoring partner uh, and uh, also delighted to have her as a guest today. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Megan. It is a really a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. All right, I'm going to jump right into it because I know from our previous conversation, you know, the COVID pandemic has had a huge impact on organizations, individuals, and families. And you have shared um, that both your experiences and your reflection over the past year and a half has caused you to make a significant life transition. So again, as I'm sure this resonates for many listeners, can you share with us what led you to make this decision? Well, that's complicated and easy at the same time. I've been, I've been trying to uh, explain it to a number of people lately. And uh, I find that it's, it's not flowing off my tongue, which means it's a deep answer, I think. And for anybody, I think going through a decision or a, a life uh, transformation possibility, I, I think that that would probably be true for anyone. But, you know, I think if I reflect, you know, what, what's happening, what's going on here, um, you know, the bottom line, I think, is that I am making a leap of faith. And it took me a while to, to get to a point where I probably even understood what, what a leap of faith was. And I think the journey for me actually started a few years ago um, when my father got ill and, and passed away uh, in late 2019. And I think that at that point, you know, and my mother had, had passed away a few years before that. And I was reflecting on life and my young children. And as each summer would pass me by, I would, I guess I would dream of time with them and seeing them grow older. And, and then I would kind of go back to my roots of tenacity and persistence and grit, which are great strengths. But what I was finding is that those strengths were actually, they were harnessing me in a way that was sort of, you know, hurting me inside. And then of course, 2020 comes and watching the, the fast but slow impact that it had on my children, I think started to take a pretty big toll on me. And so I think I was absorbing the anxiety and the stress of their lives. And at the same time, the job that I was working in was focused on alleviating the suffering of others. So simultaneously, I'm caring very deeply about a large organization and the burnout and how can we create 
a sense of joy, but I'm trying to do that with a family too. And I could see that it wasn't all going to continue to fit well. So I, beginning of 2021, I started a process and it was a faith journey for me. And it was, let's see what would happen if we just opened this sort of up to the universe. And that process began and, and I actually looked back at my, my notes this week because I was like, how did I get here? Why am I leaving at the top of my career when I, I have what I want? I'm doing the work that I love. I'm hopefully making a difference in people's lives. It doesn't make sense on the outside. But I put it out there and I worked through, it felt like a long, slow, painful process of who am I? Why am I here? Where, where do I want to focus my priorities? Making sure what are my priorities? And then how do I integrate them the best as possible? So it sort of all came together and there was never a point where it was 100%. I wanna call that out that it's not, yep, got it, good, let's go. Like you make some decisions in business or life. But what I figured is that there's, there's a window of time here, I think with my kids that I will never get back. And I want to do everything I can for them. I can't solve all their problems, but I can be an instrument in their journey. And so it came down to, if I'm going to put faith and family first, like I say I do, then I've got to embody that. And if things are not in the right order, then I'm going to do something about it. I know that nothing but good will come of, of this and that it may be completely unexpected things. But that's just a little bit about the process. It's very, very raw. Um, this is the, the week that, that I am making the transition. So I'm sure Megan, if we talk in maybe one or two weeks or a month, I'll, I'll probably have more clarity <laughs> for you. Well, and you know, I think it really speaks to what we all know in the world of mentoring, which is that um, it's a very holistic experience, right? Our professional and personal lives are interwoven uh, and allowing yourself time to pause and take a step back and think about where you are and where you wanna be Maybe not necessarily where you're necessarily going to be, you know, heading towards, but staying open to that. And you shared earlier, and I'd love you to share now with us, you've always been a very values-driven professional and person. And you talked about the value in really looking at pain and working through pain. Would you share a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I think there's power in suffering. And I embrace that now and so there's been many times through throughout my life where there was something traumatic uh, happening to me or something or someone taken from me and I think before I even understood how to deal with those situations I was trusting I think trusting that there was a reason for it and that if I could embrace it, that there was something to definitely learn from it and open something else up in me. And in hindsight, 
beautiful things I think have occurred through that. And so now I don't dislike suffering. It sounds very strange, but I find it so enlightening to me when not good things happen because it causes me to stop or at least slow down and understand that, you know, these things are, first of all, happening to everybody all the time. You know, we're, we're not here to live a pain, pain-free life. So there, there are reasons that these things come towards us and, and what can we make of them? So I try through each loss or uh, difficulty <laughs> to make something of it. And, and sometimes that's not easy. But the thread that I, I love, um, that I'm able to look back and, and feel good about on my life is that these things didn't crush me and they didn't take me back or down. And of course, yeah, in the moment, things are very painful and you wonder how you're gonna get through, but it's just sort of a belief that you can build, you can build from that and maybe look at things in a different way and, and perspective, you know, we might talk about that later here is a very key piece of, of my life and how I see things <laughs> because we have a choice. We have a choice in how we deal with things and how we see things. Absolutely. You know, there's a quote that I love, uh, be curious, not furious, <laughs> uh, because it speaks to what you were just saying, which is pausing to be curious. And also that reflection time, as you said, you know, reflecting on this decision that you made and, um, and the perspective, as you say, that comes, sometimes it's reframing everything. So what have you found over, you know, in particular the last year and a half, what have you found that uh, has been helpful in allowing yourself time to reflect? Well, that's a good question. It hasn't been easy. I'll say that it gets very intense for all of us, doesn't it? And, it, and it's hard to slow down. I think some of it's probably, I don't know, it's like survival almost. Like if you don't slow down, right, it can be so overwhelming and stressful and it hurts. Like you can physically feel, I think the world, right? Kind of pressing, pressing on us. And, and so I don't know. I mean, I think that some of it has just been survival type things is like, I got to pull back. I got to slow down. You know, if I think about work, I think it's checking in. I think it's realizing that we've all, our lives have all been turned inside out <laughs> and that, you know, not everybody is, is, is talking, talking openly, you know, about their situation. And I think it's, how are you? How are you really doing? And how's your kids? How's, how's your family? What's it like working from home? Um, what are you learning about yourself? And it's like you said, Megan, I think part of it, it's curiosity. It's, you know, it's, it's this shared human experience. Um, and it's starting that conversation. I guess even if it's weird or uncomfortable or you're too busy and you wanna to get to work, but um, you know, those are some of the things that come to mind. And then I've, you mentioned mountains. I've, I've kind of forced myself to commit to, you know, these mountain experiences, because in a way, I guess it, it gets me away from myself, 
where you can get just so worked up and, you know, overwhelmed with things going on. And if you have something to focus on and commit to, that is a challenge. Hey, then I got to go work out. I should probably go lift some weights, you know, whatever that is. So that's one thing too, over the past. Yeah, definitely 18 months that I've spent some time on. I wondered if mountains were going to be a part of this. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, of course, there's the getting in shape part, but there's also unplugging and being in nature. And I wondered if that was, and I know you also, I think, focused on this, I think, with your one daughter, your older daughter. Is that right? Right, right. We, we, uh, we shared an experience in 2020 of uh, doing our first 14er. Um, in Colorado together. So preparing for that and then the journey up and, and down was wonderful. So we did that together and um, yeah, that was, that was a beautiful thing. So if you're comfortable, would you share a little more about, uh, and I know right now you're in the midst of it all, but perhaps some of the shifts in perspective you've experienced in this last year, because again, I think this what you're openly sharing right now is going to really resonate with many people. Yeah, um, definitely. So perspective, you know, I think that, you know, perspective is a, a choice. It's how we choose to look at um, our life, our situation, our circumstances. And I don't think that I really appreciated perspective until I was probably 30 and was actually a mountain that did it to me. So it was my first one and I was up on top and struggled a bit to get there, um, even at that age. And I was like, wow. And I just remember being up there and you know, it was a different, different part of my career, obviously, but <laughs> I just thought, you know what? The big problems or the things that I thought were big problems, they're not. And it's the little things that I, that I'm, you know, seem little in my life that are really the big things. And it's just changed me. And I'm like, and I remember I could see like the trailhead almost from the top, top of the mountain. And I thought, you know, it's so small and it's so beautiful and you can see so far and, and so much, but it was the, it was that perspective shift about what's big is small and what's small is big. And so, you know, if I think about this year and, you know, the, the things that have been happening to my daughter as a teenager, and the things that she's been, you know, going through with mental health challenges and, and identity things, you know, it's something where I think I had to tap deep into me to, you know, just to realize how, you know, how to even approach these, these things and, and how to look at them because the I think that the response as a mother is, oh my gosh, what do I do? How, how do I get her help? Like, where is this coming from? How are we going to get through this? I'm scared. Every night is, I'm in fear of what's happening to her. And then I think that part of it is this, the perspective that, you know, this, this is a big thing and I need to put my energy here and we need to, you know, work through this together. I don't have a perfect answer on how perspective solved it for me. I, you know, I think part of it was love. It was just pure I don't know, working through the, working through the different process, processes in the healthcare system. And I think acceptance was part of it too, for my husband and I, the things that, that she was dealing with. And I don't know, it, it's, it's been, 
it's been a day by day challenge, you know, to reframe the different things that 2020 and 2021 have sort of thrown upon us. Absolutely. I mean, I can't even imagine I'm a mother of two daughters as well, but they're in their twenties. And uh, I think back on their path in their teenage years, and I can't imagine a global pandemic uh, to be thrown into the mix. It was exciting enough. <laughs> what I'm impressed with is your ability in the midst of all of it to stay open. It sounds to me like asking questions, thinking, reflecting, but also trying to stay open to, to what you see and shift your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think openness is, you know, it's, it's part of the faith, right? It's, it's that there, there's a reason that she's going through what she's going through that we're going through this at this time. Um, you know, it, it reminds me when the kids were really young, you know, I think people, you know, think, oh, you know, daycare and stuff, they get sick all the time. Right. And it's so hard when they're young. And then, you know, that perspective, I, I remember it's like, well, you know what, now they're not going to be as sick when they get to grade school. And like, that was such a positive perspective and, and all of that. And, and I, and I kind of look, and this is the kind of thing, Megan, where I swear, I, it's going to take me a couple months probably to synthesize some of this, this learning. But the way that I, I like to look at this is that she will have the tools that she needs as she goes into college and beyond um, how to deal with the pressures of society, the anxiety, the depression, identity. I mean, all these things she's facing head on um, in the perfect storm. So how can you not come out of that with an inner strength that <laughs> sticks you, with you your whole life? So I think maybe that's the perspective is that my kids are going to be very strong adults, very strong young adults. You know, the homeschooling, the everybody at home under a roof for so long, right? It's, you appreciate each other more and what you have. And, but I just think, um, yeah, I mean, I think kids, they can get through this. They're gonna be, they're gonna be better. They're gonna be stronger. They're gonna be self-sufficient, right? Yeah. They'll be able to handle uh, alone time maybe better. And of course there's consequences. Uh, way too much YouTube and all that, but, <laughs> I, and again, even with YouTube, I laugh, but my, my nine-year-old has learned some pretty darn interesting things on her own. <laughs> I, I have accepted. So, you know, it's, it's how you look at it. It, it. Yeah, absolutely. And it really brings me back to, you know, as I was listening to you, it's really circling back to you know, the value of pain and challenge, you know, probably any parent listening to this knows it's much harder in a lot of ways to watch our children struggle through that pain and, and what our role in that is. But also as individuals, as humans, as professionals at work, the value in the pain uh, and challenge and what can come from that. And it actually reminds me of what you were sharing a little earlier with me. You know, this is an emotional week. You're leaving your current role tomorrow. And what you were sharing was you've had some wonderful feedback uh, come out of the fact that you're leaving and feedback that you probably wouldn't have heard otherwise. And it really struck me as such a great example of what can come with the pain. Right. Well, that's true. That's, that's very uh, fresh here. Um, you know, and the, the thing that I keep thinking about 
as I read these lovely notes and reflections of, of my time is, am I thanking other people enough? Am I pausing to recognize and appreciate and be grateful for uh, the other people in my life? You know, who knows? I mean, I suppose that we can always do more of that, but I just, you know, my heart was just pulling like, it was like, thank you. And my goodness, have I said enough? Have I, have I caught people doing the right thing? Have I, you know, told my kids enough that they're doing, they're doing great, right? Yeah, the house is a disaster and that's fine. I mean, we, we can fix that. We, yeah, but yeah, at work, it's been enlightening. And I, and I just don't know if, you know, us as professionals, we, we do, we pause enough, right? Or do, are we waiting for the 360 review? Are we waiting for the feedback form? Or is it, you know, thank you. Thank you for what you did yesterday. Thank you for who you are. You know, I, I appreciate what you did. You know, and when you hear you change people's lives, it, it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of heavy. So I think that we have to remember that everything we say and do has the potential to make, you know, make an impact on another person. And I think that goes for good or bad. So be careful, you know, how you show up and, you know, take the time, take the time to care and love and say, thank you. And how can I help? Absolutely. I think people are really paying attention and, you know, so. Well, and I hear so much uh, in this last year, mentees, mentors, all the people that I work with, living a virtual life almost entirely for most of us has really caused a lot of, there's been a lot of impact. Part of it is you have to be more intentional with your communication. You just can't stop by the desk or stop by the office and have those conversations. It has to be more intentional. Uh, and, uh, and also the fact that you know, we're talking in the middle of a meeting and our dog walks by. <laughs> so there is a blending of the worlds, uh, a very holistic experience, if you will. And so I am wondering, you know, as you think about the impact you've had as a leader and, and having feedback from people about the impact you've had as, as a leader, what do you feel, I know we're fresh in the moment, but what do you feel has contributed to your success such that you're hearing feedback like this? That's a good question. I, I don't know for sure, but if I, if I think about, you know, if I think about my past, I, uh, I made a little note here. That's why I'm looking at my phone, but the four P's. So I made this up, but it's coming from somewhere. So I think that over the years, um, I have had to be very intentional about four things and it's people, perspective, patience and perseverance. So when it comes to, to people, I think that a good portion of my success emerged when I started asking for help, you know, started recognizing the true value of teamwork. I think that there's maybe a few decades in our careers where we really are individuals and that that individual contributor and here I am and I can do this work and I can prove myself and I can add value. But 
there's a shift, I, I suppose, that happens for a lot of us at some point where it's not about us anymore, it's about the others. And it's when that happened, I think, that things really did shift for success. So that, that would, that, that's the one P in the, you know, the perspective we talked about, but I think it's being the calm in the confusion. So I love, I like confusion. I said love, but I think likes better. I don't mind uncertainty. I, I, I'm okay with ambiguity and I help people get through that or see the beauty in it. So that perspective, right? That's another piece of, I think, perspective is, well, hey, you know, we, we have an opportunity here. Let's, let's think about what we know. Let's think about who we know. Um, what's emerging as a theme here? What can we do? What don't we need to do? So that whole thing and patience is definitely a huge one. So I'm, I'm not a patient person with my wiring. <laughs> so, you know, that has been, that has been a key to my success too, is that you don't always get what you want when you want it. And it, especially when it comes to change in organizations, it takes time. And a lot, and a lot of people don't, don't embrace change uh, as quickly as others and, and it takes time. So patience, uh, that, you know, that's a whole topic. And, and then the perseverance. So don't give up. Um, there's a saying, you know, something about when your heart is hit, that's when you don't quit. Um, that's when you keep going and you push through. And there's always going to be people that don't believe or don't want to go a certain way or a certain path. But, you know, and this goes back to the values question, but you got to know who you are and what you believe in. And when you do, then you've got to stick to it and you've got to push through and persevere. And those are hard messages and, and sometimes frustrating months or whatever, but that perseverance, that fourth P, that's, that's, that's been a good one. I love that. And I also love alliteration. So it's just a win-win. <laughs> so, um, you also shared, I'm putting you on the spot, so hopefully you remember it, but you shared last time we connected a wonderful quote that also that had to do with mountain climbing. Do you recall what it was? Can you share it? I do. I do. Yeah, I had just taken that picture, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It, it's a quote that I had never uh, come across before, and here I am uh, at the base of a mountain in Colorado, and uh, you know, sometimes you stand there and you're like, why am I doing this? Because you know how much pain is ahead. <laughs> and there's just something inside, right? There's, there's this belief that I am choosing to do this and I can do this, um, but I can also turn around at any point. So I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself or anyone, you know, that I'm, that I'm with. Uh, but then I saw this quote and, uh, and I was like, oh, that helps explain this process. But it says, the smaller we come to feel ourselves compared to the mountain, the nearer we become to participating in its greatness. So, and it's from Arnie Nace. Um, so I don't have background on the quote, but there was just something about that. Uh, you know, why, why do things like that? <laughs> why put yourself out there in harm's way or, um, you know, cause it's fun, but it's not always comfortable. Um, I think if I distill that quote down, the, the reason that it, it meant a lot to me is it's almost getting out of your own way. So, you know, in order to do something 
great in life, often it's yourself that's in the way. And, you know, it kind of explains my mountain, you know, fantasies and expeditions and stuff, but, you know, there's this chance, good chance of failure, you know, just like anything, a big project at work. But really, truly, if you can get out of your own way and believe that there's something greater, whether that's a purpose or outcome or. Or your team. It reminds me also of you talking, yeah. shifting from yourself to your team. Yeah. There's just so much more uh, out there and underneath that, you know, if we can just get at it and uncover it, it, there's really no limit to what we can do. So a mountain's kind of a metaphor, but then it's a reminder too that great things are possible with preparation and planning and perseverance and, and team, right? Because typically you don't do that alone. Wonderful. My gosh, we should end, we should end right now, but I have one more question for you that I just want to make sure we've had such a great conversation. I really appreciate you've been so open at a, such an interesting transitional time. We really caught you right in the midst of it. And so I, what I'm wondering, I guess, to end on is as a mentor, as a leader and a learner, and as a parent, what advice would you like to share with our listeners? What comes to mind that we haven't perhaps touched on? Yeah, well, one of my favorite parts of mentoring, and I think parenting too, is helping people see the greatness within themselves. And, and so that's why this belief that there's, and, and this is a quote from Kurt Hahn, who founded Outward Bound, which is an organization that I, that I climbed a mountain with them and, and I have stayed in contact with them, but the founder said, and I keep it right here at my desk. And this is what I just absolutely love to bring out in people. Uh, there is more in us than we know. If we can be made to see it, perhaps for the rest of our lives, we will be unwilling to settle for less. So I really deeply believe that, that in each of us, there really is truly seeds of greatness, but it's a choice and it's work. <laughs> to find them and cultivate them. And I think that's why we're here for each other, especially as mentors and uh, leaders and, and parents to help bring it out and, and to create that inspiration in each other. So that's probably the thing. <laughs> that was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm glad I asked that final question. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, I wanna thank Jennifer for sharing your insights around transformation and much like mentoring in general, that power of perspective and viewing those challenges and opportunities, the choice that we make. I also wanna thank all of you who are listening to this Mentium Matters podcast. We have a number of excellent guests like Jennifer coming your way. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss uh, any future episodes. And you can also refer to show notes on the Mentium website for additional resources. We look forward to having you join us next time.